Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor, Jamie Miller. All right. Thank you, Todd. Man, it's so good to see everybody. I tried to get around as much as I could before the service started and just say hi. And uh, trying to figure out if you, uh, some of who you guys were with your hat, sunglasses, and a mask on. It can be challenging at times, right? Hey! First week out? Uh, uh, I need to go. How y'all doing in your rooms today, in your house? Open your Bibles to John 3.16. And I'll quote it. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And one of the things I said right off the bat when we started this series was I really hope that you don't see that verse the same way again after we're done with this. There's so much richness. There's so much depth there. It is a, it's, like a, it's like the Gospel of John in a minicosm. It's like the story of God in minicosm. It's like... Uh, the image of God and the character of God all just wrapped up into those, 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 that short statement. And it is an invitation to us to join God in being a given people. And that's what we're talking about during this series. Nathan means given. We are given to God and given for others. And we've been talking about love given and life given and generosity given and community given last week. And we're wrapping it up this week and talking about purpose. God has given us a purpose. We have a calling on our lives. Every interaction that you see Jesus do in the Gospel of John, it's got purpose behind it. So he's talking with uh, Nicodemus in that particular passage. It's got purpose. He talks with the woman at the well. It's got purpose. He talks with the religious leaders. There's purpose there. Even though there's contention at times, there's purpose. The purpose of God right into that conversation. The purpose of God with the guy that he heals that was blind. The purpose of God with Lazarus being raised from the dead. The purpose of God there in chapter 13. And I just want to read this one. 13 verse 1. And and Jesus says, John says about Jesus, it was before the Passover feast. And Jesus knew that the hour had come for Him to leave this world and to go to the Father. And having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. You know, for God so loved that He gave. And this loving is ultimately completed in the cross and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you follow this timeline forward, Jesus meets with His disciples. He washes their feet. He encourages them in the ways of walking with Him in the days ahead and abiding in Him. He ultimately prays for them and He goes to the cross. He stands on trial before Pilate. He goes to the cross, and on the third day in the tomb, He is then raised from the dead, and He then appears to His disciples. Now turn to John 20, and this is our key passage for the day. John 20, verses 19 through 21, or 22 rather. And on the evening of the first day, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jews... For the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed the disciples 
his hands inside. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I just want to say that this calling that Jesus gave to his disciples, he's still giving to his disciples. And you are not here by accident today. We all need to hear this word of hope during this time. We've been sent here for a purpose. Every single one of us, we've got a purpose in life. And we are joining with the heart of God in being here in this moment in time, this Kairos moment where time is being folded together. This is not a normal Sunday. Like, it's a thin place. It really is. And I can see that even just looking back historically over the journey of the church. When we see our purpose, everything changes. Purpose changes perspective. Knowing our purpose changes our perspective about what we're going through. Given to God and given for others. And none of us walk this out perfectly. Can I get an amen? Just, we're just brothers and sisters walking along. And we need encouragement during this time. But I want to say to you boldly and without reservation, God is not constrained by what's going on in our world right now. And the church is not constrained by what is going on. We still have a purpose. We still have a mission that God's calling us to. I mean, yes, our circumstances have changed. Look around. We're meeting in a parking lot. Our circumstances have changed, but the mission has not changed. And we are continuing to move forward. Last Sunday, I'll just be honest, I came in and I was discouraged. It had been a hard three weeks that I've been through. Sickness, deaths of close friends, and people that just, I mean, it was like five, just back to back to back to back. And I just kind of gotten under it. The, the nose of my personal plane was not on an upward trajectory. Let's just say that. I come in for prayer like we do on Sunday mornings. And there's a bunch of people in there praying. I go in and they say, how can we pray for you? And I break down in tears. Now, if you watch last Sunday's sermon, you would not know that. That's because once again, they kind of carried me up here in prayer by the grace of God and standing here and preach the word. Well, it was in there which was also kind of emotional, <laughs> you know, but uh, the, then we had last Sunday night was our last Sunday night of worship in this room. And we had a bunch of testimonies, just one after another, after another, they were meaningful and they touched my heart about how God had met with us, that this place, this piece of earth really has become a thin place for us where God meets with us, where we pray the kingdom prayer, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one of the sisters stood up last Sunday night and she said, you know, I've always been a part of great churches. That was her opening line. And I'm telling you, that line right there, if you understand the heart behind that, the vision behind that, the value for the church behind that, I mean, it's powerful. I've always been a part of great churches. Now, I know that she's been through tremendous difficulties but she's always been a part of great churches. And I just want to say, Antioch, Fort Worth, you are a great church. You are a great group 
of God's people. You are girded up and guided by the Holy Spirit with a glad, good, gracious gospel of God's glorious generosity and global good news. He's good. He's good. You're, I got to say this for the college. You're a goaded church. I didn't know what that meant until yesterday. Everybody laughed. Let's just say, <laughs> Lord, help me. So here's the main thing I'm trying to say today. It's this. Jesus is sending his people with his purpose and presence into all of life. So Jesus is sending his people with his purpose and presence into all of life. That's us. And it's like this. God, imagine a circle. God and an overlapping circle of his people. And another overlapping circle of his purpose. And years ago, I thought about that Christ, the church, and the mission. And I was studying the Moravians, these really cool people that for about a hundred years, they changed the world. They lived at the intersection of Christ and the church and his people. And they lived in that vocational place where everything they did was for the glory of God. Whatever their work was, they knew they were sent people. And you can change the world when you know that you're sent. You're not just going to get a paycheck. You're sent by God. It doesn't have to be like ministry stuff, but whatever it is. That's really good news. And that's what we're talking about today. Two key words here. They saw the Lord and they were sent by Him. Seeing and sending. Can we say that together? Even in your living rooms. Seeing and sending. They knew that they were sent they, knew, they saw the Lord and they were overjoyed. You know, we were waiting on the Lord the other day, l- l- this past Monday, about 2021, and just waiting on the Lord for a word. What's the word going to be for 2021? And I was reminded of this passage again, that 2020, in John 2020, it says they saw the Lord and they were overjoyed. They were overjoyed when they saw Jesus. And so, first of all, let me just hit that. Because the other thing I heard was 2021, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. I think it's a great reminder. It could be the word for next year. I don't know yet. But, but that's a great reminder, isn't it? And so, uh, so they, they saw the Lord. They were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And we are called to be a people of prayer and a people of worship. That hasn't changed for all these years. We were born out of a prayer meeting. And we were... Part of our reason for getting going is like we were pilgrims crossing the, this is a boat. We were like pilgrims crossing the ocean so that we could worship and do the worship like we saw in the Bible. You know, and do all that stuff. The, the, the shouting, dancing, clapping, kneeling, falling, hallelujahs. You don't have to do all that on every single Sunday, but we've got the freedom to worship in spirit and in truth. And they were overjoyed when they came into the presence of God. Now I'll finish a bit of that story you know, uh, the nose lifting up. I just, I'd, I'd been watching the funeral online of a couple friends. And right after that, I got into a conversation about joy with another brother. And it's like the nose of my plane lifted up in that moment. I can't, I can't describe it. And you know, about breakthrough, we all need breakthrough. 
We all need breakthrough during this time. And it's not just one thing that's out there somewhere on the horizon. We need a breakthrough today. And we need a breakthrough this week. And we need a breakthrough next week. And we need revival not out there somewhere, not in some other city, but right here in our own hearts. And this is where it starts as we look to the Lord. And I was looking to the Lord and joy started flooding into my heart. And I needed to take a break and I went to walk around the block. I was studying at home. And I went to walk around the block, but I had joy in my heart all of a sudden. And I'm, you know, one of those times where you're just looking at the trees and you're smiling and, and I'm smiling at people, looking them in the eye and I'm getting, to, getting them to smile back at me. And I was just in that kind of mode. And uh, suddenly I, a lady comes up behind me. She's about 70 years old in a car, a nice car, rolls down the window. And there was a political sign there for one of the candidates. And... Uh, and she says, I'm glad they still have that sign up. You know, you know, right now people are moving to, they're saying they're going to move to New Zealand and Canada and someplace like that. She said, what about you? I said, I, th- I, I think I'm going to stay. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I have the presence of mind though, like I think this could be a divine appointment. And I'm so, I'm filled up with God right now. And so we get to talk and I said, actually, I've been thinking a lot about joy. I've been going through some hard stuff and the, the Lord's encouraging me about joy, just thinking about joy. And, you know, we've lost a few people and some friends and, and she said, that's good. She said, you know, wait a minute, you're not from around here, are you? Are you from California or something? And I'm smiling on the inside. She doesn't think I'm from here. And I'm not. I'm resident. But I'm an alien. <laughs> I'm a stranger in this land. And so we kind of keep talking. And, and she says, well, you know, um, I said, what about you? How's it going? And she said, well, I just lost my brother in New York City just a couple weeks ago. And uh, he died from the COVID. And he's a healthcare worker and just suddenly got it and died. He's in his mid-70s and he had a great retirement. And now everything's changed. And I said, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. And so we're just still talking some more. And, and I asked her what her name was. And she told me, and told her what my name was. She said, are you sure you're not from here? How long have you been here? And, and uh, so she goes on and says, well, you know, I'm from New York City. And we're hard on the outside, but we've got warm hearts. I said, that's cool. She said, well, I gotta tell you, I'm just, I'm angry right now. I said, that's okay. That's the time we're living in. It's all right. And as I'm just listening and I'm talking with her, and I know it's a divine appointment, and my heart's being lifted even in the moment. And, and, uh, she then suddenly just crosses herself. And she looks up out of her window and she goes, you know, I don't know sometimes if he even hears us. And I said, oh yeah, He hears us. And He hears your prayers. And He wanted us talking today so that I could bless you. And I bless you to hear Him. And then she just drives off, you know, and it was a moment in time. And I'm just saying that when we see the Lord, the Lord brings joy into our hearts. Maybe even in a way where people think we're not from here. Right? So we often use these words, breakthrough and revival, But it's when we see the Lord. It's week in and week out. We are, as we go, 
We see the Lord and we are sent by Him. That's the second piece there. It's the sending. We need to know that we are sent by Jesus. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Love the Trinity all there. Love all that that, that wrapped up. And the thing is, you can't always think about the Trinity in your job. Can I get a witness? You're doing schoolwork and you can't always think about the Trinity. But you can be sent. You can know that you're sent into your engineering job, into Lockheed, or into the medical profession. You can know that you are sent by God to help people, to serve people, and to love people. All of those things are realities. And there's a huge difference between knowing that you're sent and just going to pick up a paycheck. Right? There's a huge difference there. You know, Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall and he had gotten all the Jewish people together there and they're rebuilding the wall, but they've got opponents. There's opposition. It's not easy. Sanballat and Tobiah, kind of the black hat guys, are trying to get them to stop building the wall. And at one point they were building, putting rocks up with one hand and holding a sword in the other. And that's kind of the time that we live in right now. We're building, but we're also doing spiritual warfare. We're taking steps forward, but there's resistance. We have to keep encouraging each other. Lift your head up. Lift your head up. Pull the nose of the plane up. Be encouraged. Encourage one another. We're sent on this mission together. Isaiah, he saw the Lord, and the Lord said, He'll go. He said, Here am I. Send me. That incredible Isaiah vision is then what the disciples are now kind of living out themselves. And when we know that we are sent... When we know that we're sent, it empowers sacrifice in our lives. Not a lot of amens flying on that, but I'll just go ahead and tell you it's the truth. Years ago when we started this church, back in 19, beginning of 1993 in January, we sold our house. Kim went to work. She wasn't working. She went to work because my salary was going to zero because we were starting the church. And there was sacrifice. We didn't think about it like that, but we knew that we were sent to do it. And there was joy in it. There was power in it. Then years later, the Lord called us. List of 20 things why we were going to move from Grapevine to Fort Worth. And we sold our homes again. And we challenged all kinds of people in the church. Hey, you may never move to Thailand as a missionary, but will you sell your house and move with us as missionaries to Fort Worth. And many of you guys did that and made this trek, this journey. We have been sent to Fort Worth by God. We are on a mission from Jesus Christ. You know, you roll the clock forward, and we were like real estate agents in the city trying to find a place where we could land and call headquarters. And we must have been in 50, 60, 70 different pieces of property. People tell us about a property. Have you been in that one? Yeah, won't work because the da 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 da. da. You know, we had reasons. We knew we'd walked in it, and one day we came into this space, and we imagined this whole strip center. At first, we just had a little piece of it, but we walked around. And we imagined. We said, "Man, we could see ourselves meeting here," and it's funny just thinking back through some of the stories of why that room was the the size it is. Even it was originally going to be the whole thing was going to be opened up and but we made it smaller because that way we didn't have to put sprinklers in it. It was going to cost another $100,000. 
for real. I, I had totally forgotten about some of those, those reasons. But we were sent by God here and ultimately got to purchase this property. And what a journey. And I just want to say to us, even now, what we're in right now is the next chapter of a wild testimony. Now those things that happened back then, we got to live through those. What we're living through right now, everybody, everybody, everybody here gets to live through this together. We will never forget 2020. It just ain't going to happen. Uh, you remember 2020? No, I forgot. Pandemic, all the stuff. That year went for about nine years, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it went for about nine years. I <laughs> think it's still going. We still got a long way to go. But what's happening right now is a testimony. Because we're sent, he's empowering us to sacrifice. And this Nathan initiative, I mean, who could have known? We didn't know. We, we didn't know what we were going to be living through. We didn't know what was going to be happening. We didn't know. And yet, here we are, and we can even say confidently and with joy, God has drawn our hearts together through our generosity and sacrifice. Even through this time. And I, even for those who are hurting, I just want to say the, to the ones who have maybe even been hurt by the church, you know, part of the way we're healed, part of the way we come to see you know, I've always been a part of great churches. That's my testimony. But it's because of sacrificial heart-level engagement with the people of God. May you college students always be involved in life-giving, multiplying, reproducing churches. May, may all of you families always be involved in this kind of a life-giving, reproducing church. And may we wake up right now to the sacrifice of this time that God has led us this far and He's calling us to re-up in this time. A little over a year ago, we had our first commitment Sunday for the Nathan Initiative, this given to God and given for others, word of consecration. And our goal from the very beginning, you guys, was 100% engagement of everyone who calls Antioch their church home. And I would even broaden that to say, if it's your church home and you know it, or if you think it might be your church home, this is going to be a great way to jump in with your heart or to heal your heart from the wounds of the past. It's a great way to jump in. Uh, just as a secondary goal, we wanted to touch every day, every sphere, and every nation just with the ongoing mission of our church together. And so that financial goal is $7 million. And last on the Commitment Sunday last year, we had 5.5 million come in from this little group of folks, right? I mean, it's amazing. And there's no, it's just normal people. But when we're all engaged, the Lord can use us to do sacrificial, wonderful things that blow the mind. And so, by God's grace, we're praying and believing for 100% engagement, but we're also praying and believing for the rest of that, that money to, be, to come in so that it's just, you know... For me, and I just want to say this, like the building is just the next, what we're doing under construction and stuff right now, it's just the next thing. It's been something all along the way. It hasn't necessarily been a building. We waited 28 years to do this. Woo, wow. Does that, that make sense? It's, it's just the next thing that got, and there's going to be something after this. There'll be something else that the Lord is challenging us. You know, and 
Sell your house. Sell your house. Whatever the thing, radical thing is. In this season for us, it's radical generosity. But it's kept our hearts here through ups and downs. And it will do that. You know, they're, uh, just, we're about to watch a video here from a couple of our folks, Kevin and Katie Melgren. They've been with us about five years. They recently uh, moved into uh, some apartments in order to reach out to refugees. He's a medical doctor, and they are going low in order to touch other people, to live sacrificially to touch other people. And they're letting their current house, instead of it being rented out, they're letting it be used as a missions house for the next three years. That's radical generosity. That's the Nathan Initiative at work. And whether it's a new commitment, or you're going to finish strong to the two-year commitment you made a couple years ago, or last year, or even increasing. That's what the Lord's leading me and Kim to do, is to increase. I just want to just say, hey, let's watch this video, and let's really be prayerful here in the next few minutes. We're going to take a reflection time in, in a little bit. I'll, I'll step back up. Um, but what a day. What a moment. What a Keros moment for us all. Let's check out this video from Kevin and Katie. <laughs> 